Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Well, Feliz Navidad, everyone. Merry Christmas. We are in Christmas week, if you can believe it. Um, So... Uh, I have heard Please we've up, Father. Yeah, thank you. I've heard we've had a little technical difficulty, and our podcasts have been uh, only published privately. That I haven't gone out publicly. Oh no! So um, it's being worked on. So we're a very exclusive podcast. Yeah. So these. Uh, so probably, if you're getting it, there's probably three episodes that just came out. Oh, interesting. So I'm just putting this out there because if you're just like, oh, I'm clicking the most recent episode, make sure that you're following along with us in as far as episodes are going, because there's going to be three that are going to go go back to back to back. For sure. Um, but obviously we. We did the uh, the first one. Uh, we talked a little introduction. We're on, we're on a book right now called mm-hmm. Sexual Identity, yep. The Harmony of Philosophy, Science, and Revelation. And we talked about philosophy. Then we talked about um, biology. We talked about psychology. And we talked about transgender surgery. And and so those past two, psychology and transgender surgery, I think are just kind of coming out. So okay. if you haven't listened to those. Um, Give them a do. listen. And then it's join the us Christmas season. You're probably the- taking off some work. You got some time to if catch up. If you are at work, you're not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking for podcasts. Yeah, that's to right. That time of year where that's like, I don't right. even have the podcast to get me yep. through the day. When's, is it five o'clock yet? Speaking of Christmas, Father, before we get into it, mm-hmm. we kind of do our, a part of our Christmas celebrations. Yes. And I just want to, if you could tell the audience kind of what we do as friars every year as a part of our Christmas tradition at St. Kateri Ticket with the Friary. We do. We have a wonderful Christmas tradition. We go to an indoor flea market type thing. It's like an antique shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's 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 like a big warehouse, uh, really, really cool stuff. Each guy gets 20 bucks. We draw a name out of a hat and you have to get something for the friar that you name you've just drawn with a $20 limit. And guys get pretty creative. And there's a lot of interesting things in this flea market slash antique shop. So we do that, which is always a blast. Uh, I feel like I really got my my guy something good this year. I'm really excited for to see his face when he opens it. And then after that, we uh, have dinner with uh, a friend of the communities up in uh, what's like Paradise Valley area, Scottsdale. Yeah, oh, and, uh, over by Paradise Valley. Yeah. yeah, I think the address is technically Scottsdale. Okay, so we have uh, dinner with them, and then we go look at all of the cool Christmas lights that different neighborhoods or houses have put up. Listen to Christmas carols, have some hot chocolate, and we just kind of drive around and enjoy the the Christmas spirit. And we also we fin- we are currently listening to the relevant radio has yes, the, the Merry, Merry Beggars, Beggars. Mm-hmm. and they're going through a Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, which has been delightful, so good. And so we listened to a couple episodes while we were going around. Yeah. Um, I do want to say there was one house we went to, which was. I mean, certain most of the time, like there was a couple that were very unique. Mm-hmm. One had these like screens in which they had like little like Christmas trees singing. Yeah, because you turn on. So what they do is they have little short throw radios. You turn to the radio dial, you listen yeah. to Christmas music, and the lights are flashing along with the Christmas music for a number of these houses, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, not something that they had the technology for when we were kids or that was going nope. on. But this one house. Um, it was really simple. Most have, you know, like some blow up, yes. some Santa. And everything. Yeah. This one house was real simple. It was just these lights on the roof and these like trees with lights. Like cones of and, lights. Yeah, yeah, cones of light. Um, 
but it was a full-on show. It was amazing. Like, it was. I, I was. Yeah. It was mesmerizing. No, it really was. I we could have sat there, there for like an hour. For, yes. Yeah. Um. Like we we normally we just go for like a song. Yeah. And go to the next house, or next neighborhood, and and some don't have the radius of it's just a nice neighborhood. Yeah. And all yeah. of their own kind of unique thing. And we do uh, similar ones. We've done some the same every year. Some yeah. new ones. And this new one, I'm, I'm really impressive. I we wish, might have to go back. Yeah. I might. I might go back before Christmas because it was totally awesome. I think it was on for those Phoenix area. I think it was on like 51st place. Something oh, around okay, there, right, yeah. right in that Par- Paradise Valley, Scottsdale yeah. area. If you go to um, Arizona Republic, the, the newspaper, they have an online like best Little Christmas map. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway, we should get on to. It was a lot, of fun. It it was was a lot, lot of, fun. of fun. We never have enough time, and I just wasted time. Hey, uh, that was but, not a waste of time. No, you're right. You're right. We got a short chapter this week. We do. We do. We are talking about metaphysics. What, Father Patricia, is metaphysics? <laughs> metaphysics is uh, a branch of philosophy. Uh, that just studies things beyond uh, the natural world. So physics, you know, that's the study of kind of the, the the natural world. I mean, it is a study of the natural world, but but not necessarily things that you know one could like see or touch or something like that. Um, In particular, we're, this week we're talking about the soul, mm-hmm. and the question that we're being asked is, what connection, if any, does sexuality have with the human soul? Yeah, and that's our our real uh, question mark that we, we we're, we're dealing with right now. Like what? What is um, the human soul, and what is its connection to the male female? Um, so um, he goes into at the very beginning the human soul in its union with matter, and he basically starts out how the Catholic tradition holds that the human soul is the form of the body and is spiritual. So the human soul is the form of the body and it is spiritual. So what does he mean first by the soul is the form of the body? Yeah, so it's, that's a very technical, philosophical, metaphysical term uh, that we get from first Aristotle and then Thomas Aquinas adopts it. Now, the Catholic tradition through Aquinas has um, uses this language. Uh, so the form, it's not like it's not like the outline of the body, you know what I mean? Like, or it's not like the the form that you might think of, like like a mold that it fits into, but rather when when we use the word form. Uh, of the body, it is the 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 life principle, that which um, that principle within a, a living being that that gives it life, um, and and a particular kind of life. So um, human life, or dog life, or you know tree life. Um, so it's 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 that life principle that that animates and then gives life to the body. Um, and so. But there's a fear here, um, oh boy. and the fear is dualism. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of is like, well, it's not dualistic. Yes. What does that term dualistic yeah. mean? So dualism is probably you know, uh, a philosophy or, or a, a thought in philosophy is probably as old as, as human beings that, um, that, that the soul and the body are these distinct Things, these distinct realities then we drive a, a sharp wedge between them and and the soul is is one thing and the body is another thing um, and so as Catholics we don't believe that um, we're not dualists um, but rather we say that the human person is a, is a soul body unity um, so they're not two different things per se uh, but they are uh, the, these things that, that, that come together, the, the, they make a unity that, that creates then a human person and a human nature. 
And so, and and then he goes into basically kind of you say this so beautifully, um, but how the the body and the soul like there's a, there's a the, there's a, a falcon soul which he calls kind of the life principle. Yeah. So you know, not mm-hmm. always talking about the immortal soul. That does not yeah. mean falcons are in heaven. <laughs> it's a whole separate debate. Yeah, yes. uh, but we're, but, but yes. we're not talking about immortal soul. We're just yeah. talking about the life principle that that basically accompanies the body. There's this deep mm-hmm. connection between body and soul. And the falcon soul or life principle is what. It, what makes the the falcon what it is? Yes, because there's this connection between the body and the soul. Mm-hmm. You can't just—they're not two distinct things. Where I can take a human soul and put it in a falcon. Yeah, right. A falcon will put it in a human. Yeah, like there is something about the connection between mm-hmm. the object, the matter, the body, yeah. and the soul. Mm-hmm. And because so, their human soul goes with human body, and it is what um, uh, vivifies, animates, creates yes. yeah. this. The, the being of what a human is. And makes it do human things. Makes it do yeah. human things. Um, makes a falcon do falcon things and a tree do tree things. And there is this <clears throat> connection between soul and matter. Mm-hmm. And so that, I think go, go a little bit deeper because Aristotle talks about this. And this is where talking about dualism was more platonic. Aristotle yeah. just got a little bit faster trying to get too confusing. But, mm-hmm. but Aristotle really... I'm um, talking about how the soul actualizes matter, mm-hmm. right? Because that was our second principle. Right? In the very beginning, we we said the Catholic tradition holds the human soul is the form of the body and is spiritual. We're kind of doing this form of the body yeah. that it the soul actualizes matter. What does mm-hmm. that mean? Yeah. So, um, I, I guess like in just an easy way to say it is that like human bodies develop, um, and 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 I guess all 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 living things develop like an acorn becomes an oak tree. Um, the egg becomes a falcon, uh, then human beings, you know, the, the, the fertilized egg and the sperm becomes then, then a human person. Um, and so it is the, the, the soul that, that actualizes the matter in a particular direction in a particular way, gives it certain abilities, gives it certain capacities, gives it certain powers. Um, so our bodies, um, it actualizes the matter, meaning that then our bodies can do certain things. Um, and in particular for the human soul uh, and the human body, um, it, it, you know, we, we can become, we can then can be, beget life. We can reproduce in other humans. Um, but then, uh, so I don't, yeah, I'll yeah. leave it at that. Yeah, um, and, and so we've got the material aspect and then we've got this, the spiritual aspect, mm-hmm. right? And so the soul actually is not just the life principle that, that actualizes this matter, but it also is a spiritual being. Yes. And he would say the soul is not simply uh, primarily for humans, a mean of self-awareness, consciousness, or feeling, Yeah. but that there's something much deeper, which he goes to point to reason and free will, mm-hmm. that we have free reason and free will, which reveals the human soul as being unique among all the whole, all the, all the souls. Let's start yeah. there because that that's what shows the difference between a human soul yeah. and a falcon soul. And you see yeah. falcon, that's the example he uses, but that the falcon does not have reason, does not have free will. Mm-hmm. Um, it just follows its instincts. Um, and, and yet we have reason and free will. So if you could give us a brief definition, what is reason, what is free will, and why is this so important in, in, in what its connection to the soul and its spiritual nature? Sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, so our reason, um, I'll just kind of to, to see, see what he says, that, that we're rational beings. Um, and so we're not just limited, he would say, to just like sensing things with our, uh, our eyes or our ears or our nose, but... Um, that we're able to know what things are. Um, we're able to reason about them. Uh, you know, we have uh, an ability to, to name things. We can think of Adam, 
you know, all the all of creation comes before Adam and he's able to to name them because he knows what they are. We're, we're able to talk about them. We're able to study them. We're able to to make art that imitates them. So I'm just kind of quoting him right now. Um, and so he says, reason allows us to know ourselves um, and to know, at least in, in principle, the entire spectrum of reality um, from the lowest physical particle to something of God himself. Um, and so we're the only ones that can do this. Um, Falcons aren't flying around and are able to just take in all of reality and understand it and study it, um, that they don't have reason. They're just living by instinct. Um, and their their form, their soul is 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 making them act like falcons act. Um, but but our soul that we have this reason where we are we can examine things, we can study things, we can understand things, we can understand their nature, um, and and we can do sciences and things like that. It makes us unique in in all of creation. <clears throat> and this other unique aspect of the soul is the fact that it's immortal, and the soul yes. will not die. Mm-hmm. And which is really this is really a, a really important term, but a yeah. fascinating term. That's something we need to understand because the spiritual does not depend upon matter for existence. Yeah. So the soul is what actualizes the matter. The, that, that our matter in a certain sense is dependent upon the soul. Um, in, in, in a, because it's the, there's this aspect in which mm-hmm. the soul, like you yes. have the life. If there's not a falcon soul there to, yeah. you know, to materialize, then it's it's not a falcon. Yeah. Right? It has to have that that connection. Right. And so there's something about the human soul that that connects to the body that the soul um, shows. This is the form. This is human. Yeah. And he has the reason free will. But that the soul is not dependent on, upon that. Yeah. It can actually can exist without that. Yes. Um, and so we believe in resurrection. Yeah. We believe in the immortality of the soul, and that even though the body will die when you saw your, see your loved one passing, that the soul is not dead. Yeah. That even though it vivifies material, it's not it's not dependent upon that material to exist. Yeah. Um, There's a really good point that like, um, that because the human soul has these other powers, these other faculties, these other abilities, whatever you want to call them, to reason and to free will, that these are, these are signs that it is that it's a, that it's spiritual that these things transcend just nature, and so the human soul is different, like you were saying. So it is a spiritual reality, um, and because it's spiritual, that means it's then immortal. And 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 I think that's so interesting because because people have reasoned to these things. Great philosophers have reasoned to these things without any evidence of revelation. And the fact that then okay, then if the human soul is 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 a spiritual reality, then it then must be immortal. But if a human person is the composite of the body and the soul, that like once the body dies and the soul remains, that that that's an unnatural state for the soul. Um, And so just even using our reason would seem to say that like, well, then there must be some, at some point that these things must reunite. There must be a resurrection. And so I just think that's so cool that just natural reason can yeah. get us to the resurrection. And going back, we said this, but this is all Aristotelian. This is all yes. a pagan philosopher. Yeah. It's kind of, and it's, we've, we've, you know, Aquinas and others have helped us yep. to flesh it all out. Yep. But this understanding really mm-hmm. comes from natural reason and can be, well, yep. was reasoned even before Christ came. Yeah. Um, but all the, all that to say that we're getting to the sexuality aspect and it says, Everything about our physicality, sexuality included, is granted a degree of nobility beyond other bodily substances in our cosmos. Mm-hmm. So the falcon, as you said before, it's based on instinct. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have reason. It doesn't have free will. Yeah. Um, the soul is not immortal. The, the, you, there's a uniqueness to the human soul, which means that when the falcon is reproducing, acting out its sexuality, um, it, it is doing it out of an instinct that, that it comes to it by nature. Mm-hmm. We 
um, are making choices yeah. out of free will. And we actually can choose, like you and I have chosen not to um, right. act out upon this um, this natural desire mm-hmm. um, that we've been given because we've used in free, reason and free will and have said, well, I'm going to take this vow of chastity for the yep. priesthood and all these other religious life, et cetera. Um, and even when a couple's coming together, it's not just, you know, about uh, it, there's an expression of love there the church has talked about it's not yeah. just uh, for the purpose of reproduction that, that is a one of the you know twofold ends and which is why sex should occur within the context yeah. of marriage um it, it, but and and re, 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 uh, the couple should always be open to reproduction um at the same time it, that love is also an aspect to this yeah. an expression of love and so there's a beautiful aspect where he goes into well that, if that's a part of, that shows our soul has something that's different and it yeah. shows there's a spiritual nature yeah. which is so important because you're going to get into that there's a connection between the human soul and um maleness and femaleness mm-hmm. the sex the, the the sex of the soul yeah um because of the connection between male and female um uh, with the body yeah. and the connection of the soul with the body shows that there has to be a connection between maleness and the soul and femaleness and the soul. Yeah. yeah. And so not, to, not just, just to be clear, it's not to say that like um, there's like a, a male soul or, or a right. female soul, um, but that, um, but that our sexuality um, is, is, as we've been, as we've been saying, and, and, and the studies have shown us that it, it's so, it's so fundamental to who we are. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of yeah. make that clear. But uh, and, and, and to, to, to go further along with that, <clears throat> he d- talks about how because sexuality, as we've mentioned, if you listen to our previous podcasts, please, uh, um, if you haven't, do it. Yeah. Um, but if you've been listening with us, we've talked about sexuality is something more than just eye color. Mm-hmm. Something more than just right. the color of your skin. Right. There is something that's a, a deep reality that's in the very nature of our soul, mm-hmm. of our, the cells of our body. That, that sexuality is this in- integral part. And actually it's a metaphysical reality mm-hmm. that there's of, of sexuality and because it's this deeper reality he would say there there is something that connects the soul and the body that the, as that we talked about the the soul the life principle the soul is giving life it's it's giving this form of maleness yeah. this form of femaleness to the body yeah yeah because it, it is the soul that um that that animates and gives gives a living organism these these different capacities and so um, one of these capacities is, is reproduction. Um, and so it's giving the body uh, this capacity, um, which is way more fundamental. Like that power to reproduce the species is way more fundamental to then like our height, um, our eye color, um, like you're saying, like uh, my beard. You know, I mean, I can shave that off and I'm still my, I'm still who I am as a person, but like um, – but that power to reproduce is is so fundamental, and that power to reproduce as a man, you know what I mean, and 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 then the woman has that that power to reproduce as a woman, um, and there obviously is a complementary complementarity there. Um, yeah, and he even says that being man, being man and woman, while not as fundamental as being human, yeah, there's something more fundamental being human than being yep. man or woman, but it's more fundamental being man or woman than any other individual aspects of yeah. ourselves. Yeah. No matter what that aspect is. Mm-hmm. It is this 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 really important aspect to who we are, being man and being woman. And that's is it where, where he goes to his point, is it so it makes no sense to say, well, I have a female soul, right. but a male body. Yeah. Or I have a male soul, but a female body. Yeah. Or I'm uh, there's a big I'm two spirits, right? I'm both the male and the female sure. soul within me. Yeah. It just has produced this one particular body. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, there's too integral of a connection between yeah. the soul um, even the soul specifically doesn't have a sex as you talked about it, yeah. but it is very much connected to our sex. 
and I, th- <clears throat> I would I would venture to say, um, and you can correct me and bring me back on track if I'm not, but you'll reckon will our souls will recognize each other in heaven, mm-hmm. and will recognize each other as a male or a female, and the fact that Absolutely. you were male in your yeah. body on earth, yeah. which means I recognize your soul as one that vivified a male body, mm-hmm. and because I recognize you, and you are connected to your maleness. Yes. And and so there's there's something in which even in heaven before a body of resurrection occurs and the bodies mm-hmm. come back that there's the maleness and the femaleness that is being represented by the soul because there's this connection to the body and so you can't just say well I'm a female soul and a male body or male soul because there's this deep connection between the two of these yeah no that that's I mean like you've just launched me into like a profound mystery like how. Like, how will we even see in heaven without a body? You know what I mean? Until we get that body back. Like, like the saints in heaven right now, like, this is a profound mystery. Um, like, they don't have bodies right now, but they are, like, beholding the face of God and God is seeing in them. And so it is a... Um, it's, not the, it's not to say that they're not happy or anything like that. Um, uh, but... I think this points to the reality that we have spiritual senses. Yes. You know, the angels see, yes. you know. Um, that is, uh, excellent, yeah. That, that, mm-hmm. that are, then this is really important, I think, just for our life to kind of take mm-hmm. a, a brief tangent, but just for us is that, you know, we, we talk about our natural senses, but we have spiritual senses. We can feel, quote unquote, yeah. um, not that we're seeing after feelings, but we can feel the presence of God yeah. when, we're, when we're in a church. Yes. You know, we can see, you know, in a certain sense, the movement of God. And sometimes mm-hmm. even people have these visions of God or they see the spiritual yeah. realm, but there's a, it's a thin veil between heaven and earth. And, yeah. and sometimes we have to actually shut down the natural senses mm-hmm. when we go into prayer so we can really listen to God speak. Even if it's not audible, yeah. we're still listening to his voice. We're still seeing him. We're still, we're still the senses, we're still touching him. Yeah. There, there's, there's a reality of our, of our spiritual senses, which are alive in our soul and are connected to the spiritual aspect, the spiritual realm that is, that is here on earth that we can't see the angels, mm-hmm. but there's guardian angels in this room with us right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, we are not alone yeah. in this place, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is this beautiful reality, yeah. but something we're not always connected to. Even just the experience of like going to confession or having someone pray with you and just feeling something lift, yeah. like just an oppression or a darkness or a heaviness just like come off of us, even though like nothing has physically come off, but we feel it. Um, that's a spiritual reality, but we we feel it in our bodies. And and even just we've, we've had the experience of, of just people experiencing emotional and spiritual healing and just they they appear younger yeah. and their countenance changes mm-hmm. and their posture changes and and it's so amazing to see these spiritual realities being manifested um, through their bodies. Yeah. Um, it comes to this conclusion and it's it's this beautiful beautiful reality that um, human sexuality is not just a physical dimension; it's a spiritual dimension. Mm-hmm. Which, which is, is this profound, I'm, I know we're, we're really on the, the, the realm of reason through this book, mm-hmm. but I think we need to just take a pause because it's, it really is a profound thought that your sexuality, your being a male, your mm-hmm. being a man is a spiritual reality. Yeah. Because I mean, it affects how you relate to God, mm-hmm. and that's a, a section we talked that, that was earlier about how you know how the how female brain thinks, how male brain thinks, how females. Right. You know, there's there's right. a way in which in prayer they're much more on the the contemplative aspects, and where men want to more doing men have this this natural tendency to do. Um, that even the way in which we connect to God is based upon our 
sexuality yeah. um, because of how integral it is to, to who we are. And it really is a spiritual reality. It affects every aspect, even, I mean, uh, even how we relate to God, how we pray, mm-hmm. it comes out of our maleness and femaleness because our yes. maleness is so affecting our brain and our heart yeah. and every other aspect that it's just a part of who we are. Um, and, it, and, and this is why it's so important to emphasize this in our, our world today, yeah. um, in our church today, uh, of this connection, because to say, you know, I'm, with uh, 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 gender dysphoria, mm-hmm. um, to claim that one or the, the other is is a real, really problem, not, not just for the body, because mm-hmm. we're not just a body, we're a soul. Mm-hmm. And it's a problem for the spiritual nature, the spiritual realm of, of the person, because we are fully persons. Yeah. No, I mean, kind of to, to circle back to what we were talking about in the beginning, like this dualism, you know, we obviously reject the dualism um, because the body and the soul are one. Um, and there's, there's that unity there between them. And so like, if, if we, if there was a dualist sort of, you know, reality, then you could maybe have uh, a female soul and a male body, but, um, and then you'd be like, okay, well, like that's, that, that's just something that happens in nature, whatever you want to talk about. But like, but the fact that the soul and the body are one, um, and, and that is just the way God has made each and every one of us. And, and if that's the way that God has made us, then, then there's there's a gift to be received in that. Obviously, we're moving beyond philosophy at this point, moving into like a little more spirituality. But um, but then just how um, how hard and how sad and how tragic it would be to to feel alienated um, from yourself on such a deep, deep yeah. level. Yeah. Um, that is that is so fundamental to your being because it's not they're not two different things we're not ghosts in a machine um, that the body and the soul are 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 are, are composites of one of one thing um, and to feel a disconnect or a dissociation or an alienation from something so deep within you um, that's that's a real real pain real real sadness and so um, you know we want to care for for individuals who experience that you know um psychologically emotionally and then spiritually as yeah. well yeah and that's i mean we, we're, we're obviously talking about reason we're talking about what's going on yeah. so it's important to know yeah right that we you know grace builds upon nature we need to understand mm-hmm. these things um in the intellectual realm but at the end of the day they're real people mm-hmm. and there's real people that we know and yeah. you know that are that are struggling and uh and it doesn't always um, the, the, the intellectual doesn't always convert the hearts yes. and it's a both hand, but, yeah. but we do want to sympathize and empathize with all those who are out there who are struggling right now mm-hmm. because the, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a profound, deep struggle. And that, that's really beautiful. You talked about it's like, Hey, because it's so connected when you're struggling in this realm, the connection that like the despair, mm-hmm. the dysphoria, it goes to the deepest realm. It goes mm-hmm. to the spiritual realm yeah. because that's how connected everything is. Yeah. So it's not just a, oh, it's a surface level thing because then it's easier to fix. Like, hey, right. I got a problem with my nose. Like I'll get some nose surgery and that's, sure. you know, yeah. uh, not necessarily healthy, but it's, you know, that that that, that str- struggle with how, how my nose looks, you know, fig- figuring that out because of the service level thing, mm-hmm. you can really work through that. Hey, your front nose is fine. You know, I know you made fun of as a kid, whatever you can get mm-hmm. through that. But when it's like, Oh wait, like I'm struggling at the deepest realm, yeah. it becomes obviously much more emotional, but it becomes something that we really need to minister to the heart of individuals who are yeah. struggling. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just, I mean, like, cause the nose, I mean, like it's, it, to, to be a human is to have a nose. Um, but the size and the shape 
and how many hairs are in there. You know what I mean? And like all the, all the different, like that's, that's all, there's a wide gamut of what that is. You know what I mean? And so it's not as big a deal to manipulate the size or the shape or the way the nose works or things like that. But, but, uh, the soul is, is fundamental. You know I mean? And our sexuality is, is, is fundamental in a way that, you know, a beard and nose, yeah, our ears. Which are, might to begin to alter that or change that is becomes highly dysfunctional mm-hmm, and, yeah. and, and very tragic because yeah. you're actually, um, because it's so integral, you're, you're, uh, changing a part of you that's so deeply connected to yeah. the soul. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that time. Okay. We did it. <laughs> we made it through. Yeah. Um, I guess it's Christmas, and so we got to move. You to guess our... it's Christmas. It absolutely is Christmas. Okay, it's Christmas this week. <laughs> we will be Christmas on a Sunday is a wonderful blessing. Hey, Amen. Um, Thank you. Not Jesus. just to you all, not just the people like, oh, good, I don't have to go to church on yeah, Thursday yeah, and for Sunday. Sure. It's like for yeah. priests in particular, yeah. like, oh wait, I don't have to have you know like, eighteen masses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like six masses hours. on yeah. Christmas, and then six for masses sure. again on Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, it's the Lord's mercy. But um, with that being said. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get into what's the best Christmas costume you've ever seen at a Christmas party? Wow. Well, I can't say that I've frequented many Christmas parties where costumes were involved. Um, Maybe favorite Christmas sweater, favorite Christmas outfit. Yeah. Man, that's a really good question. Uh I um, mean, you go first. I'm trying to rack my brain right now. I'm trying to think of some well, good. I, I'm only, only only say this because uh, my brother and I were just Facetiming yeah. recently, nice. and uh, he's got like a like a like a suit coat. Yeah, but it's it's uh it's light bulbs. Like not, they're not actual light That's bulbs. Excellent. It's just like yeah. a picture of like light strings that all over excellent. his coat. Yeah, um, which he wears for Christmas parties yeah. on the office. Well, he's been he did it for like two or three years, and he's like, I shouldn't wear the same coat again. Yeah, and so he just wore like green socks. Whatever he did this year yeah. for the for de- you know, they won't let him dress up too much. He dressed. He overdressed one time. Like there was, there was like a Halloween party. Yeah, level professionalism. He, he dressed here. like Jack Sparrow, and they were like, um, you know, we're still our prof- right. we're still, we're still right our law firm. Here. He was a lawyer. We're still our law firm. Don't, please don't come as Jack Sparrow. <laughs> So he's overdone it at times. So he's just like, uh, yeah, it's it's nice. It gives the Christmas spirit. I love but the it's, it's still a, ja- a jacket. Yeah. It's not over the top. Yeah. And uh, but he uh, this yeah. year he didn't wear it because he's all yeah. like, well, I've been wearing this past three years. I'll just wear some Christmas. And they're all yeah. like, where's the jacket? That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna put that up. It's like his yeah. class. It's it's a certain sense of like I don't take myself too seriously. For sure. At the same time, yeah. like it's it's got this classy edge. So yeah, I feel like my brothers might have worn some good Christmas sweaters in, in our time, but I, I'm not a. I'm, I'm struggling to come on the top of my head. You know what I mean? I, I mean, definitely have seen some some excellent Santa Clauses. You know, oh, the, the yeah. Santa Claus costume. Uh, real beard Santas. Real beard Santas are are just uh, a, a wild and incredible gift this time of year. So, <laughs> to all the real beard Santas. Yeah. Real, real beard. Respect Santas all there. the real beard Santas. Respect to all of you. Everyone have a merry Christmas. We will not be uh, releasing a podcast next week. Yeah. Um, enjoy that Christmas week. It's the octave, so get to mass during the weekdays. We celebrate Christmas every day for eight straight days. So Praise really God. Exciting. Uh, get out to mass. Celebrate, celebrate the incarnation. The incarnation, the birth of Jesus. The, the yeah. beautiful as he's born on that altar every mm-hmm. season we have yeah. mass. That's yeah. the word. The word becomes flesh. Yes. And mere bread and wine become his body and blood. Um, and have a wonderful Christmas. We're praying for you. Pray for us. And may Almighty God bless each and every one of you as I bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Merry Christmas, everybody, and a happy new year. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online 
at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.